0: Ring, jing-a-ling, ring, jing-a-ling, podcast will sing. Pa, no, it won't sing. How could a podcast sing? And who would want a podcast to sing? Gross. I don't know if it's gross, but what else can I say? Uh, Welcome, everybody, uh, to the Harlan Highway, which can be gross sometimes. But you love it, I love it, we all love it. Here we go, another wonderful show. Put your slippers on and let's do it. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, how, how well you know yourself today. We're going to get a little introspective today. How well do you know you? How do you perceive yourself? How do others perceive yourself? And by the way, speaking of self, I hope you don't wear ankle socks if you're a man. Because I hate them and we're going to talk about your ankle socks um, How about the food supply? What do you keep? How much food do you have on hand at your humble abode? Um, it can get sketchy when you're a bachelor. And then uh, how about romance? Do you have romance in your life? We have Samuel E. Quauk coming by today to read some of his romantic letters. Very uh, poetic, very flowery, very wonderful. And then a surprise visitor today. I'm not happy about Right here on the Harland Highway.
1: Welcome to the Harland Highway. Relax. Get ready to have fun. Ow, ow. What we've got here is failure to communicate. One cheeseburger with everything coming up. Oh. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. Look at me, Jay!
0: This is Harlan Williams. I'm a human being! God damn it! Harlan Williams here. Man about town. Uh, This is something for you men that that you gotta know ain't cool. And I'm sorry. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're a big tough guy or you're an athlete. I don't care. Because I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna say it loud and clear. Men should not be wearing those little ankle socks, okay? If you're a real man, you don't wear little ankle socks. I know you're a tennis player, just going casual. Don't wear the ankle socks, dudes. The little, you know the little ones. The girls have them, but they got little pom-poms on the uh, right at the back by the Achilles tendon. Oh, God. Nothing takes away your manhood quicker than putting on those little ankle socks. Those ankle socks, the minute you slip them on, the minute you think of even buying any, you should be jumping around in daisies churning butter. Go to the nearest animal shelter and ask them if you can comb all the stray kittens. And do not ride a motorcycle, man. Guys on motorcycles are cool. Helmet, no helmet, bandana, leather jacket, ripped t-shirt... Jeans, cool motorcycle boots. Don't be one of those guys wearing the tennis shoes. You're on the cool motorcycle, and I see you put your feet up on the little stirrups, and you got ankle socks. Oh, man, I hope a bike gang pulls up beside you, man. Lose the ankle socks. How can a
1: sensitive artist like you live with such an insensitive bull like that?
0: Go get a pedicure. No, I I really don't want him in here, Roger. I know he reads these romantic letters. I don't want him in here. They're always bizarre and weird. All right, let him in. Ladies and gentlemen, Samuel E. Quauk reading his, air quotes, romantic letters. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I know. You're going to read some of your... Fancy, romantic letters. You're some kind of fancy wordsmith, aren't you, Quauk? That's Samuel E. Quark. Thank you very much. Okay, what do you got for us today? Do you mind if I just get right into it? Thank you. Yes, get into it and get it over with. Do you mind? I said go ahead. I know the sarcasm in your voice. I'm telling you, look, go ahead. Read your romantic letter. Thank you very much. Dear Janice, I'll never forget how we sat by the edge of the lake on that warm summer day. Mayflies darting around in the air, a gentle breeze tossing your curls, and light glimmer of sunlight twinkling in your eyes. I remember we scanned the beach for flat, round stones and merrily skipped them across the water. I'll never forget as one of them took five or six hops across the glass-like surface of the lake, struck a birch tree, bounced back, and hit you in the middle of the forehead. You screamed so loudly all the loons on the lake, took to flight, blood trickling down your face as if someone had smashed open an old keg full of red wine. I ran to your aid, I tried to put a bit of pressure on your forehead to stop the blood from pumping. Finally, we seemed to get it under control and it gelled and coagulated in your eyelids, eyelids unable to close, your eyes stretched open, suddenly no moisture watering your eyes. Your eyes started to bake in the sun, I could hear them sizzle as the dragonflies played on the lily pads. You started to scream as your eyeballs cooked in your face, bulging out of your head. Alright! Excuse me, what the hell is this guy? I'm reading a romantic letter. Thank you very much. Her eyes were held open with coagulated blood? That's what I read. Thank you. And they're sizzling in the sunlight? You skipped a rock into her face? Thank you very much. May I finish, please? Oh, please do. Go ahead. Do you mind the sarcasm, please? Just finish. Thank you. I remember as your eyes finally dried, I pulled out the fishing poles and we cast a line deep out into the lake. Accidentally, the line twangling up in your frothy little skirt, your flowing white gown. Somehow, the fishing line twingled and twangled into your fabric and we weren't able to cut it loose as the paddle wheel boat rounded the corner slowly at the point closer and closer it chugged its magnificent paddle wheel swirling around churning up the water we could see the bobber from the fishing line floating ever so closer suddenly it took the barber and the line was caught in the paddle wheel you were sucked off the beach pulled across the water and dragged into the paddle wheel, flapping around in circles, struggling to catch a breath underwater and then smashed around in a circle and dunked back underwater around and around in repetition on the paddle wheel, your skin black and blue alright what in the name of god, guy I am reading a romantic letter, do you mind she's twirling around in a godforsaken paddle wheel? We were fishing. You're fishing and you caught a paddle wheel boat. I did not catch it, she did. Do you mind, sir? Go ahead, hurry up, you psycho. Thank you. I'll remember as we finally pried you loose from the paddle wheel, your bones snapped, your legs and arms dangling like rag dolls. We laid you by the side of the boat, and just as you were revived, a giant carp jumped up and sucked your hands off your arms, grabbing them in its gummy mouth and pulling your hands off your arms, stumps hanging with bones and blood dripping into the water. Enough! What in the name of hell, guy? My name is Samuel E. Crouch. And I'm reading romantic letters. Do you mind? Yes, I mind. Enough. I'm not going to do any more. Get the hell out of here. Your hair was damp like seaweed. The bullfrogs and toads leaping from the lake and copulating in your hair. Get out of here. Having sexual intercourse all over your damp seaweed. Laying frog eggs all over your face and on your scalp that was lacerated and bleak. Get out! Ah, romance. It's the food of the soul, isn't it? Oh, just lovely. What a freak. God, never again, Roger. Guy should be in an institution, man. <gasps> And speaking of food for the soul, you ever have one of these where you uh you wake up in the morning, right? It's you know, it's early, it's seven, it's eight, it's nine o'clock, and let's say you got a meeting like an hour later. Okay? So you're in the house and it's morning and you got geez, I got a four hour meeting coming up. I got uh I got uh an hour on my hands. It's gonna take me a half hour to drive there. So that gives me a half hour to piddle around in my house or my apartment or wherever you live, your igloo, under your bridge, wherever you're at. And you're like, I, I need some energy. I need some sustenance. You know, before I uh, before I go to this meeting and sit down, I got to have something in me. You know, I just woke up. I'm not going to be able to eat till lunchtime. And so you go, you know what, I'll, I'll just have something here in my house. And if you're like me, not a great uh, grocery buy-in guy, you open your fridge and you're like, uh, there's a pack of hot dogs, um, three cans of beer, and some old spaghetti sauce. Um, uh, and then you look in the, the, your closet or your cupboard or whatever it is. Maybe you mix your food with your closet stuff. I don't know. And there's a can of Campbell's soup and a can of Green Giant corn, and a, a powdered bag of uh, meatloaf powder, and maybe an old box of spaghetti. And you're like, "Good Lord, it's eight in the morning. I got nothing to eat. I gotta have. I gotta have something in my stomach. I gotta have something. I need fuel for the engine, man." And you kind of start to improvise. You're like, well, there's an old piece of leftover bread from the restaurant the other night. It's it's stale and crunchy and dry. And you're like, well, I'll wash it down. Then you go, wait a minute. I don't have anything to drink. You got those three beers. You're not going to have three beers in the morning. You're all out of bottled water. And you're like, I'm not drinking water out of the tap. I don't drink tap water. You know, there's alligators in the sewers. I don't want uh, alligator bacteria in my body for this meeting. Right? You got like a bottle of ketchup and some uh, vinegar. Yeah, I think I'll douche my mouth out here. Ketchup and vinegar. Ah, it's horrible and you improvise and you you eat you eat stupid things that you'd never normally eat. Uh let's see uh this old piece of bread, and maybe some uh green giant corn and uh I'll I'll cover the corn in uh spaghetti sauce. At least I'll have something in me. Isn't it disgusting? And what sucks is you're out the night before, and you drive past the Seven Eleven, and you know, you know it's gonna happen. You go, you know what? I should just pull in there and grab some uh, Vita Waters and some orange juice, and uh, you know, get going. I have to make sure there's a donut or a crumpet or something, and you're like, I'll be okay. And you go by and, you know, after you've gone by, you're like, ah, maybe I should have, you know, really, maybe I, I, no, no, I'm no, i tired. I got to get home. I got a meeting tomorrow. I don't have time to stop at 7-Eleven for three minutes and pick up stuff. <laughs> and then you wake up, you wake up that next morning you're like, oh, oh, oh why didn't I stop at 7-Eleven? Oh, 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 oh. <sighs> I need a chocolate bar and a bag of chips. Oh, I just woke up. I need a chocolate milk and a Coke and a bag of cheese puffs. Why did I stop? (laughs) So there you go. Just a little tip from me to you. Keep your pantry stocked. Or you're gonna be improvising and uh eating like uh you just survived a nuclear bomb going off and you're scrambling around oh my God food look at that what's that an old loaf of bread blah, blah, blah. Uh, peel open that can of beets uh, anything uh. <laughs> so keep it stocked and uh make it on time to that meeting will you uh, whoops
1: And welcome to Getting to Know You. Why not greet yourself more often? So often in the streets, we're so eager to greet others, but we're so lonely deep inside because we never greet ourselves. Why don't we just take a moment now and say hello to ourselves? I am fine. Hello. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Hi. Hello. Hi. And for those of you that live on a ranch, howdy. Howdy do. And for those of you that may live in merry old England, Cheerio, Chip-Chip, hi. How are you, Chip-Chip, Cheerio, howdy.
0: Okay, enough, I can't do this anymore. I'm not doing it. No, my producer, Roger, wants me to do this introspective, soul-searching BS. That's not what my show's about. I don't care, Roger. I'm not doing any more of that stuff. What? My, My ass out the door. I'll be... What?
1: Hi. I'm just getting to know myself here. On the Harland Highway.
0: You ass. I can't believe you're making me do... What? Hi, you ass. It's an interesting question, though, isn't it? Right? How well do you really know yourself? I mean, you probably walk around and and uh, have a perception of you, right? You, you walk around and go, I'm... Harlan Williams, and this is what I do every day, and, uh, you know, this is uh, these are my habits and my hobbies, and this is how I interact with people, and blah, blah, blah. And you, you might be comfortable in your own skin. You might have a good concept of who you are. But have you really, really thought about who you are? Do you even want to go there? Do you want to think about it? I mean, there's two levels here. Who are you the way other people see you? See, there's no way you can know that. But if you think about it, it freaks you out a little bit, right? Like, take yourself and look at your mom and your, or your dad or look at your brother or sister or look at your best friend or your girlfriend and boyfriend, and you have a perception of who they are and what they are and how they think and how they feel and their thoughts and their beliefs. And you have an overall perception about them and their aura and their energy and all that stuff. And what's weird about being ourselves, meaning me or being or meaning you, is there's no way you can really know what you look like. Isn't that weird? Imagine What I'm saying is imagine sitting on a park bench and watching yourself walk by or imagine being at a party, a social mixer, and all of a sudden you walk into the group and start talking and conversing and being Harland or being whoever you are, how would you see yourself as yourself? What would you think? Even knowing all you know about yourself as you are, what if you saw stuff you didn't like? What if you were watching yourself and went, ooh, that guy's kind of pompous or, ooh, that girl's kind of self-absorbed or, ooh, that that guy thinks he's funnier than he is or, ooh, that guy's loud, that guy's obnoxious, that guy's kind of too quiet, I don't like the way that guy dresses, his face doesn't match his wardrobe, his style doesn't match his persona, right? All these things we can't know, we think we know. Right? We think we know who we are. We think we know what works for us. We think we have a handle on what we're all about, but there's no way we can really know. That's what's weird about being us. We might be doing stuff that we think is so cool or so right or so. And again, there's no rules in society and humanity. You, you, you know, we just are what we are, but. I wonder if you could look at yourself, if you'd change stuff, if you go, ooh, whoa, wait a minute. Ouch, Harland. Not digging the sideburns, dude. You already don't have a chin. Those sideburns are just like, it's almost like they're running down the side of your face and pointing to the fact you have no chin. Good move, Williams. And the hair gel, Uh, who puts gel in their hair anymore? Hello? <laughs> And the way you stand, I don't like the way your shoulders slump. What are you doing, Williams? S- stand up straight. And really, those pants with those shoes, whoa. Right? But you're oblivious to all that stuff because you're you. You're just you, right? And so it's weird. It's weird. You you might be thinking your whole life you got everything right. You're just, oh, yeah, I'm me. I, I'm, everyone loves me. I am what I am, but would you change it if if you knew? And maybe it's better you don't know. And maybe there is nothing wrong, but maybe there is, and that's the big question. Kind of scary, right? And then here's the the other big one. What about the deeper you, the inner you, the psychological you? Have you ever sat down and, and looked at that, questioned that? Who am I? Who do I love? Who do I care about? How angry do I get? How happy do I get? What am I doing in life? Am I contributing? Do I want to contribute? Am I generous? Am I greedy? Am I funny? Am I happy? Am I sad? Ah! I think that one we do all the time. I think we're always uh, in our heads analyzing ourselves psychologically. I think that's I think that's natural. That's probably par for the course. But that can get heady if you get too deep. Sometimes you you go into that too deep and you start questioning yourself. You know, you, you go, "Wait a minute, am I am I a generous person?" And then you start comparing yourself to like AIDS workers in Africa and Mother Teresa and and, and soldiers. I know, but wait! I'm I'm just an accountant. I'm just a guy who works at Subway. I'm I'm just a guy who works at the car wash. I'm 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 just an actor. I'm just a comedian. What well, What do we mean? How How come I'm not over in Africa helping? How come I'm I'm not giving away twenty billion dollars the way Warren Buffett is? What's wrong with me? And that's what I mean. If you start over analyzing all that stuff, you can drive yourself nuts because you can never be equal or better than someone else. You can just do what you're. You do, but you can always check in and, and see what's there, and if you like it, you like it. And if you don't, you change it, right? <laughs> but it's tricky stuff, man. It's a it's an interesting line to walk. So, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm I'm like that Michael Jackson thing, you know? It's like I'm I'm looking at the man in the mirror, that type of thing. Hi. What, who, what? Hi. Who that, Roger? Hi, it's me. Ro- Roger, how, wh- oh God. Hi. What is Michael Jackson doing here, Roger? I'm doing a very uh, insightful uh, talk here to, to my f- f- fans and friends listening. I'm a friend. Ugh. Come on, Jacko. I mentioned your name. I heard you say my song. I'm looking for a man in the mirror.
1: It's special.
0: Oh, God, don't start with that. With what? With your word you do all the time.
1: What? Special?
0: Oh, Roger. What do you want, Jacko?
1: I just came in to say hi. I haven't been here for a while. Maybe I could do some moonwalks
0: around your studio. It's special. No, it's not special. I'm I'm doing a topic here. Yes, I referenced your thing about looking in the mirror and asking who you are. I'm Michael
1: Jackson, and I'm special.
0: Okay, out. I need you out.
1: Oh, I'm out. You better believe I'm out.
0: What's that mean? What do you mean? I mean, get out of my studio.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I meant too.
0: When I said get out. Yes. Yeah, you thought I meant something else? No. Like coming out? No. You're not coming out, are you? No,
1: I'm special.
0: Okay, get out.
1: Can I moonwalk first?
0: Oh, God, do you have to? Just a couple of laps. All right, moon... Roger! Special? I know it's special. All right, do your moonwalk around the studio and don't knock anything over.
1: Okay. Special, can I get some music, please?
0: Yeah, give him some music, Roger. Oh, that's special. Okay. All right, there you go. I know it's special. I know, watch out for that, oh God, watch out for that crystal vase that Queen Elizabeth sent me. Oh! Oh, you idiot. Get out of here, open the door, get out, moonwalk. You know what, I'm gonna open the window. Why don't you moonwalk right out the window?
1: Special.
0: Here, this way, back up. Here you go, here you go. Right out the window. There you go.
1: Special.
0: Hope you're happy, Roger. Letting Jacko in here in the middle of I'm doing a serious topic. Ridiculous. Anyway, there you go. Go take a look at yourself, and uh, don't fall out any windows. And for God's sake, turn off that damn music, Roger! Turn it off! Thank you! Turn it off! God! How does that freak keep finding my studio? How, how, how? Good Lord. Ugh. All right, well... You know what? That's not a great way to end the podcast, but what can I do? I opened the window. We got rid of them. There's not much else I can do, folks. Um, Guy breaks my crystal vase from Queen Elizabeth that I keep in the studio. I mean, where else would you keep a crystal vase from Queen Elizabeth but in your studio, right? Oh. Well, anyways, hey, thanks for being here today. Hope you had a jolly old time. Tell your friends and families, because I know most of you have many families, about the Harland Highway. We want to get everyone on here. We want to cause a traffic jam. Um, and don't forget, you can write me at uh, harlowwilliams.com. You can check out our store at harlowwilliams.com. Lots of fun merchandise there for you folks. Um, you can pick us up on Stitcher. Stitcher Radio is a free app. You can uh, get it on your uh, cell phone. And then you can have the Harland Highway with you wherever you go. And uh, if you want to see the kid live, and I'm the kid, okay? No, I'm not telling you how old I am. I'm the kid. Uh, I will be doing uh, stand-up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, April 27th, 28th, and 29th. Uh, great club, great venue, great shows, and I uh, hope we see you out there in the pit, as they call it. Not a flattering name. I mean, when I hear the pit, I think of an armpit, don't you? It's like there's, there's no town called the crack, or the hole, or the arse, you know. So maybe they got to come up with a, you know. I'd rather say the berg. How about the berg? I'm going to be in the berg, not the pit. The pit sounds like ugh. Who like who wants to be in a pit? I I want to be in the berg. Is where I want to be. I want to be in the iceberg because ice is cool. And all right, enough. What am I, the spokesmodel for Pittsburgh now? Please come to Pittsburgh. Let us make you some french fries. Um, so that's it. I uh, hope you had a g- 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 great time. And uh, we'll catch you next time right here on the Harlan Highway. And until then, my friends, as always, chicken chow mein, baby. <laughs>